Welcome, welcome to the Competitive 40K Podcast, brought to you by Vanguard Tactics. 40K Codex Analysis, List Building, Strategy Development, Game Theory, Mentoring. Our mission, to help you become a better player and to raise the level of the game both on and off the tabletop. Here's your host, Stephen Box. Hey and welcome, this is episode number 14 and today... I'm joined by Jack Downing once again. How are you doing, Jack? I'm all good. Thanks for having me back again. Mate, you're, you're, you're a regular. You're a staple now. You know, you can't <laughs> go anywhere. Um, so today we're going to be covering, like we did last week with the new Death Watch, we're going to be covering the Space Wolves today. We're going to be looking at who the Space Wolves are, what, why you should play the Space Wolves, and then some of the possible things that you might need to look out for if you're playing against Space Wolves and hopefully just give you guys a really good well-rounded insight into what the Wolves can offer on the tabletop. So let's not let's not get around this too much Jack, let's just go straight into the straight meat and bones. It. Straight let's in. Crack. Let's crack on. So um, first and foremost, who are the Space Wolves? What are they about? So the Space Wolves are your kind of, I think originally they were sort of known as the Emperor's Executioners. Um, and that, that's kind of like the, I suppose, the law behind them is that the Emperor would say, right, I need this chapter to kept, kept in line, please go and sort them out, Mr. Russ. So Mr. Russ would then obviously go off. And there, there was some sort of controversy between him and, um, you know, obviously Magnus. Like, was he actually in the wrong? Who knows? But anyway, there was some sort of um, brotherly uh, kerfuffle between them. Um, so they're kind of like a very anti-Space Marine marine army i think very combat driven and obviously they have their um side to them which is obviously part of their chapter which is where they essentially go a little bit um werewolf on a bad day so um yeah that's, in a nutshell i mean my law knowledge as you can probably get, gather is pretty <laughs> up there um well, i've i've uh, i've learned something there so uh they yeah, thank you for that mate well you and me we are the law experts of the channel <laughs> aren't we Absolutely, yeah. Fast Mark and, knowledge there. Mark and Joe don't know anything compared to us. <laughs> but um, yeah, okay. Anyway, so Jack, obviously, new Space Wolves Codex has just come out. What books are you going to need in order to run the Space Wolves effectively? So you need three books for this one. You'll need the over overarching Space Marine Codex, uh, the Space Wolf um, supplement to go with it, and then the newly released Imperial Armor Conden- Compendium that also includes units that can be used in your Space Wolf's army. So you need those three books to to really leverage the, the full variety of units that are available to, at your disposal. Yeah, and that Imperial Armour, that's obviously the, the one for Forge World units. So if you're not taking any Forge World units, then obviously you don't need it. But um, yeah, I think that's uh, yeah like an option that you should definitely look into anyway. Um, yeah, nice. So Jack... Go on and talk about a little bit more about you know why maybe somebody might look to play the Space Wolves. So uh, at their core, they're a very combat-orientated army. Um, that's where they they want to be, and they've got some really uh, interesting characters, um, and which this which this new Codex supplement really enforces that kind of playstyle. So it's great. So that's that's represented in their chapter tactic, which gives them plus one to hit on the first round of combat as well as allowing the whole army to perform heroic interventions, which is an incredibly strong ability, um, especially in the ninth edition game. 
Oh, it's massive. I mean, those two together, you, I think you can be a successor of the Space Wolves. Um, you know, you could be the Space Puppies, whatever you want to choose <laughs> to be. But I still think plus one's a hit in heroic intervention with the oh, yeah. vast amount of units you've got. Combining that with your um, Super Doctrine, which is Savage Echoes. So when you get to turn three, when you're in Assault Doctrine, um, then every time you roll a six to hit, it becomes an additional hit. So also known as Exploding Sixes, um, which again is really powerful. So you've got the plus one to hit, Heroic Intervention, Exploding Sixes. It's basically saying combat, combat, combat. So this type of armies that we want to be building are probably combat um, more than... Yeah. It's an important thing when you're, when you're picking up a, a book is to lean into these abilities. That's the, that's the whole reason you, you, you probably chose the faction in the first place. You like the aesthetic and, and, and the um, unique units for Space Wolves, which are all combat orientated. So make sure you leverage these abilities when you're building your lists up. Yeah, and that, in, in that again, like when we talk about what's competitive, we're talking about you know what is enjoyable, obviously first and foremost, but then also what is effective and also what is efficient. So again, we want to be in order to maximise the effectiveness and the efficiency of our units. These are the things that we want to be bringing in play. Um, so maximising that heroic intervention on the table. Okay, so what else is you know rather unique about the space walls, Jack? Um, so they've got their own set of uh, data sheets and they've got quite a variety of them, which we'll, we'll, we'll discuss a little bit further on in, uh, in this podcast about the details of them. But as part of that, that allows you to mix units up, which is quite a unique ability. So it's almost it's a little bit similar to the Death Watch, but uh, a lot toned down. You can add... Um, Wolfguard, is it Wolfguard battle leaders into your into your units? So you can take a sergeant, and you can also add a terminator into most of the units, for example, um, which is good. So you can all of a sudden have two, um, say, power fists and a unit of blood claws. For a, is an example that I like to to, to look into. Um, yeah, or you could have that, um, for example, with the long fangs, which is the equivalent of the devastators. You could put a Terminator in there with a Storm Shield, just so he so he can tank the hits um, with that Storm Shield getting the plus one to save and cover and all that kind of stuff. So again, you can maximise the um, I suppose yeah the durability of the unit or increase its damage output depending on which way you want to go. Um, and also, what they do is something that helps you get around again one of the Space Wolf specific rules. So Space Wolves. Um, we've gone over the chapter tactic and the, the super doctrine, which is that savage echoes. And you only get the savage echoes, the exploding sixes, if you are a pure space wolf army. Um, but some of the units have um, a, an ability called headstrong. Um, and headstrong basically means they can only charge the closest enemy model, which isn't too bad. You can normally work around that. But if you have one of these pack leaders, like you mentioned, you know, you can ignore that. Uh, so again, that's another reason why you should take a pack leader. And then also some of the other Space Wolf units have something called Berserk Charge or Berserker Charge, and you get plus one attack on the charge as well. So again, very, very nice. And the other thing that some Space Wolf units get is called Swift Hunters. And this means you can advance in charge and also you get an additional plus one to any pile in or consolidations. And Jack, who is it that mainly gets this Swift Hunters ability? So it's the Thunderwolf Cav. Yeah. They are looking back with vengeance, aren't they now? I think the advance and charge 
is one of the main things that's making them look so good, as well as a general stat increase and their points staying um, a reasonable point. But yeah, the Vance and Charge on such a fast unit is incredible. Yeah, so this also applies to any um, characters that are also on a Thunderwolf. And then also this also applies to some of their other units like the Cyberwolves and also the Fenrisian Wolves as well. So yeah, cool. you've got incredible mobility with Advance in Charge um, and yeah, very, very strong ability. So now we're starting to see these things come into play. We've got Heroic inter Intervention, we've got plus ones to hit. Uh, we've got plus one attack on the charge with some other units. In the Headstrong and Berserk charge are typically um, going to be to... Um, or the units like the Blood Claws and the Swift the Sky Claws tend to have yep. that sort of Berserker charge as well. Um, so you've kind of got the two different ways. And both of those units are still core. So the Space Wolf Codex brought about um, six new Warlord traits. And obviously it brought out Space Wolf units as well, you know, characters, all that stuff. It brought out 15 new relics, uh, 16 stratagems, uh, the Tempestus Discipline, which has got six psychic powers in it, and also four new secondaries. Now, we're going to cover some of this in a lot more detail over on the Academy. And uh, we're going to be covering things like, you know, what secondaries you should take for what types of armies, you know, the army, you know, actually in action, what it looks like on the table, some top character combinations, what units you should include, how to deploy, how to beat the Space Wolves, some deep dives. And then also, um, you know, we give people bespoke feedback on their um, army list and you control the academy at the moment for $2.99 and all the links to that are in the blog post um, and if you head over to the blog post there will be the show notes along with um, an army list that I'm going to put together for the Space Wolves and that is www.vanguardtactics.com forward slash blog forward slash S2 EP14 and you can go and check out this list where I think we're probably going to cover the, the Thunderwolf cover in a bit more detail there. They'll certainly be having an appearance. But, Jack, there was something I wanted to ask you about, and that is something called sagas. So what is, and these are combined with Warlord traits, so what is a saga? So um, how all the sagas work is you select a Warlord trait for uh, your Warlord, and there's also stratagems to take additional Warlord traits if you wanted to. Um, so the Warlord trait is broken down into effectively two parts. There's the Warlord trait itself, which buffs the character, and then the saga is unlocked once that character performs certain actions on the field. So it could be uh, making a charge or it's killing uh, a number of models or characters, etc. And then that unlocks an aura ability as to go with that warlord trait. Yeah, and you still maintain your warlord trait. It just kind of unlocks yeah. another special aspect, which I think is really cool. Um, I think the sagas, if you get them right, I think some of them are incredibly powerful. Um, we're not going to go through all of them today, but we're going to cover our sort of top picks. Um, but when used correctly, they're going to really be a huge force multiplier because anytime you can increase auras, that's going to be brilliant. And it does only affect core units, the auras, and they're typically all within six inches. Um, now, some of the deeds that you have to achieve are much, or actions, as Jack said, are much harder to achieve than others. And what you don't want to be doing is putting yourself at risk by just trying to unlock your deed and then inevitably losing your warlord. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a risk reward. So, um, yeah, it's, we um, 
It's a nice unique element to the Space Wolves. They had it in their last codex, but I think they've reworked it to make it easier to, to get some of these deeds off and increase the, the potential power of some of the abilities, which is great. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we'll cover our top Warlord traits and deeds later on. So, Jack, what is it that the Space Wolves have access to? So, um, first, firstly, they don't get everything um, from the Space Marine Codex, but... The, the units they don't have access to, they basically have a like a, a like for like equivalent force. You don't, so in essence, you don't really lose anything at all from being a space wolf. You yeah. just gain additional units. Um, so in terms of the um, unique uh, units available to them, they've got a wide range of characters. Um, you know, a couple that stick out are Beyond the Felt Handed, which is in the Dreadnought. He's very, very good. Bakes, he's also he's got the minus one damage, of five of Feel No Pain, great in combat. Um, Ragnar Blackmane, um, got some great new rules to go with his new model, but um, so he's still really strong. And they got a couple of characters that go around on Thunderwolves as well. So there's a wide selection of unique characters to choose from, which is great to see. So they have, the following on from that, they have Blood Claws, which is um, a Space Wolf Scout equivalent. Yeah, but they're in, power, they're in power armor. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're a sort of a power armor. And they've actually had a bit of a buff, haven't they, I think. Um, and you can take these guys in massive units. You can take 15, yeah. I think, with two-pack leaders in addition. Yeah, like Blood Claws are one of my favorite units from the Space Wolves. And that goes back to when I was a... Uh, uh, a younger man back in the day when Space Wolves were my first army and I used to have a load of Blood Claws. But I think they can be very good um, with, you know, the Astartes Chainsaw getting minus one AP. They get plus two attacks on the charge and get those pack leaders in there. Um, I really like that as a unit. So they're, they're, they're nice. Um, Grey Hunters, which is effectively a tactical marine. There's, um, they can't take heavy weapons, I don't believe. They can just take additional special weapons, but more or less... A like for like yep and then you've got your your wolf guard um which can is effectively your vanguard vets so you can give them jump packs uh again you can take them in a um a big pack as well which is interesting and wolf guards can also be in term, terminator armor um the space wolf terminators are quite unique in the fact that they can take a a, a variety of different weapons within the same squad unlike their space marine counterparts so you could take combi plasmas and storm shields or you could take storm shields storm bolters or you can go for all the melee weapons they, there's lots of variety in different builds you can take for the terminators which is for me one of their key units in their book yep um the hounds of morakai that's yeah, the new the... reaver squad that's it, yeah. And these are kind of like your anti-psychers, so you can target psychers, ignoring the lookout, sir. Um, I think you can also ignore mortal wounds, and you can only be selected if you're the closest. Um, and also, they've got a little aura of 18 inches where you're minus one to cast. Um, now, that is only on enemy units or enemy psychers, which is good. You know, you could probably combine that with a collector's assassin if you really felt like you needed some help on the psychic front. But... I mean, this is an elite option, um, and they're, they're not... The problem, I think, with this unit is that they've only got a combat knife, which is, you know, mm. basically one additional attack, no real minus AP or anything. So um, it, it does make, make it a little bit more, I think, 
challenging to put this unit on the table. The one thing they do have is that Reaver ability, so you can unlock a stratagem so you can turn off an enemy's obsec. So there might be some play there, um, but I don't think it's going to be your go-to because, like you said, your Wolfguard in Terminator armor, like having that ability to just mix units and mix weapons means you can either run them super cheap or you can run them super powerful, or you could go real dur durable units with them. So they've got some really nice options there. And then also you've got your Wolf Guard. Like you said, you can take big units up to 10 in that one um, with the Wolf Guard, with the jump packs. Um, it's the Sky Claws that you can take massive units ah, with, okay. 15 nice. or more. Um, I think yeah. that was my fault on the notes there, but it's the Sky Claws that you can go even bigger, but still a 10-man unit um, is great. And then obviously you've got the Wolfen, haven't you now? Yeah, so they were a staple of a Space Force army in 8th edition. Um, but they've had a significant change between the editions and the Codex, which has made them less powerful from where they used to be sitting previously. Yeah, they, they, they've they lost quite a lot, haven't they? I think they've lost their... Well, they, they didn't get an increase in wound like everybody else did, so they stayed on yep. two wounds apiece. Um, their armor save is still at a four plus, but obviously they've lost their invulnerable save, which yeah. is, a, or sorry, they've lost their three plus invulnerable save, and now has gone to a four plus um, with a plus one to their armor, which means they're only on a three plus save, which isn't particularly great. If they would have gone up to a three plus armor, armor with the storm yeah. shield, I think that should have been probably what they should have happened, um, yes, because they've also yeah. lost their feel no pain as well, haven't they? Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty brutal for them, but they are uh, they were so prevalent in eighth edition. They're such a strong unit, so uh, they're probably paying for their past sins in this edition. Yeah, and they'd lost the and the more, more important thing. They don't have that core keyword. Ah, okay, yeah, that's a, that's a big problem. So no real way to get them, you know, like re-roll hits and things like that. So much as uh, you know, you would be able to with other units. So, um, and you can't perform actions. So they really have been, um, and their point cost is still pretty high for the Wolfen. So they're not the standout unit like they were. Um, you've then got the Wolfen Dreadnought, which is cool and probably even cooler. You've got Murderfang, who is a character, yeah. and he is a Dreadnought. He's an absolute beast in combat, and he is under ten wounds. So obviously, he can be hidden. Um, so you've got two character Dreadnoughts. You've got Murderfang, and obviously. Uh, Bjorn, both under 10 wounds that can't be targeted, and they're absolute powerhouses. Um, and then you've obviously got the Cyberwolf, Fenbrisian Wolves, which we won't talk about too much, but you do have the Thunderwolf Cavalry. So this is a unit of up to six models. Uh, you know, they've got Toughness 5, 4 wounds, 3 plus save, 2 plus with the Storm Shield, and then obviously 4 plus and vulnerable. And the great thing about this unit is that you can go cheap and cheerful with the Assault Chainswords, or you can go um, heavy with the Thunder Hammers or Power Fists. And uh, because of the innate ability, the plus one to hit, you really don't need to worry about, um, you know, any sort of minuses to hit because it's going to be counteracted. So you're going to go into combat with power fists and uh, thunder hammers hitting back on threes and then providing that you've got some sort of chaplain or a also known as a wolf priest, you know, if a reroll misses, then actually you can kind of get around um, any sort of negatives whatsoever and really lean into this real powerhouse unit because they're moving 10, advancing and charging, um, yeah, and T5, 4 wounds, 4 plus and vulnerable save are going to be super hard to shift. Um, and what other units have they got? A couple of us, isn't there? Yeah, so we've got the Sky Claws, which, is, which we mentioned earlier, which is the Assault Marine equivalent, um, which is a Blood Claw with a Jump Pack. 
They've got their Long Fangs, which is a Devastator squad equivalent. And then they've got two unique flyers as well. Um, one's a gunship, which is almost the it's the Storm Raven equivalent. Yeah. And and then they've got a more specific transport as well. But they've all got a lot of guns on them, to be fair, from from memory. Um, yeah. But again, flyers are in a bit of a sticky spot at the moment. Uh, they're not cheap because the amount of guns they have on them. So I'm not sure how many of those you'll see on the battlefield. Yeah, the long fangs are interesting because they don't have any unique ability, which is interesting, like they used to, um, because back in the day they could split fire when obviously nobody else could, so they had loads of cool stuff about them, but now they're kind of, they've got nothing. The only thing they have is that you can take five heavy weapons in a unit rather than four, um, and actually you can put a Terminator in there with a Cyclone missile launcher, and you can still take that armoured cherub so one of them can fire again. So, you know, again, it's one of those things that, it's potentially um, you know, useful. And again, it can be like, you could have the Cyclone missile launcher firing twice, which could be quite good um, with that Cherub and you can give it obviously, you know, additional ballistic skill and things. So um, there's certainly some nice little combinations with the long fangs, but they could be a good fire base, but you might want to put more of your points in the combat aspects like we sort of spoke about. So it depends on which way you want to kind of go to and as you said earlier they don't get access to assault squads devastators apothecary which is a big one we can talk about stern guard veterans vanguard veterans and tactical marines they don't get but really there's apart from the apothecary everything else is pretty much covered isn't it yes yeah definitely so what is the sort of play style of a space wars army so i'll kind of describe it as an aggressive combat that has great board presence that's backed up with a lot of fast-paced units, um, which can make great use of that heroic intervention ability across the army to countercharge people that come anywhere near objectives, really. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's an aggressive board control army. Is I'll, I'll kind of sum it up, but. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. It, and it does have the ability to be super fast-paced with lots of Thunderwolf Cavalry jump packs, or it could be a little bit more durable with the Terminators, couldn't it? Mm -hmm. You could go in, you know, you could go Terminator Dreadnought-based, a bit slower but harder, more resilient, or you could go heavy on the um, on the sort of manoeuvrability. Um, I think the only issue going heavy into the Thunderwolf Cavalry is that you open yourself up to be move blocked. Um, and now as terrain gets heavier and heavier and heavier across the tables, we they might not be as effective on the tabletop as potentially they are on paper. So that's something to think about as well. And this is maybe where those sky claws or wolf guard with um, jump packs could come in and you know be a really good option. But uh, yeah, completely agree with you there. And being able to kind of put these big large units you know, string them around an objective. So if you want to get into the combat, or so if you want to get the objective off the Space Wolves, you physically have to make a charge. And if you do make a charge, there could be other units that also heroically intervene. And you can only obviously then like put so many attacks on one unit and the other unit will then, you know, potentially pick you up. And there's lots of ways as well in which a Space Wolf player can make you fight last as well. I think there's three to four, maybe I think there's even five ways you can make... <laughs> Um, people fight last with Space Wolves five different ways um, so we're going to cover some of those so yeah very hard to kind of I think take the 
the second or the missions off, which means this army is going to score very well on the primary. Um, it should easily be holding two, holding three reliably every turn. Um, it's going to be great at certain secondaries, um, and also it's going to be able to you know move around the table if needed as well. So yeah, um, what Jack? What is anything? Um, we just made some notes about. This was something I had to look up because if you're not familiar with Space Wolves and you're up against somebody who is a Space Wolf player and they're, yeah, I've got a Wolf Lord, I've got a Wolf Guard Battle Leader, I've got a Wolf Priest. Who is who? Jack, talk us through Okay, it. yeah, so a Wolf Lord is a captain, a Space Marine captain, so he gives you the reroll ones to hit. Um, and when you're getting plus ones to hit on the charge, that stacks very nicely. Then you've got your Wolfguard Battle Leader, who is your Lieutenant, so it gives you the reroll ones to wound. Uh, and then the Wolf Priest is a Chaplain equivalent, who gives you the access to litanies. Obviously, all four core units only, as per the Space Marine Codex. Yeah, and when you take a Chaplain, he gains the Wolf Priest keyword. Okay. So if you were to take a Chaplain from the book, he gains that keyword, because there is a stratagem in the... Um, Space Wolf book, which means a Wolf Priest can do something called Healing Bombs um, and basically restore D3 wounds to a uh, to a model um, like the just regular Apothecary can, because that's the only way to really get that. But obviously you can't take the Apothecary to give you the 6 plus Feel No Pain and you can't take Selfless Healer where you can do automatic 3 you know wounds back and then also start to bring models back as well. So as far as I'm aware, they don't have that ability. Could be wrong, but um, obviously I can't see a way how they would be able to do that if they can't take an apothecary. Um, I'm not going to cry about it. No, <laughs> couldn't you imagine Thunderwolf <laughs> Cavalry coming back from the dead? No, no, it's. Uh... But they have got abilities to get feel no pains in different places. From I think there's a warlord trait when the saga's unlocked, and um, maybe even a psychic power i think them or a relic that can do it as well so it's not all it's not all lost from the apothecary but you, you're probably not going to get that efficiency from bringing back models but um you're still a space marine so uh, <laughs> you should you should be fine and it's pretty much if you're not taking a storm shield then uh, yeah, you know, yeah. you're probably not a space wolf so um, do you yeah. do, do you even space wolf bro that's it. That, that should yeah. be, I think, the title of this uh, podcast. Is, Do you even <laughs> space wolf, bro? Yeah. Okay. So relics, Jack. Um, you know, typically, you know, most people are taking, you know, two, two to three relics. Yeah. yeah. Um, we we've picked out four. Go over it. What's the first one? Right. What's your favorite? So, so, the first two are um, old, old, old but gold. Um, the armor rust is back. It was gone very shortly but it has now returned in the supplement uh, so it's, it's almost identical to what it was it gives the bearer a two a two plus armor save a four plus invent save and it picks units fight last that's an engagement range of it which coupled with heroic intervening there's a strat to heroic intervention six inches as well um that's a very powerful ability it's uh it, you'll see that in most space wolf lists yeah and just on that fight last, it actually says after all eligible Space Wolf units have fought. So it is like a pure fight last. Yeah, the proper job. Proper job. <laughs> <laughs> it does exactly what it says yeah. on the tin. On the tin, yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one's a Wolfenstone. So again, a very popular choice from before. Um, so this does give you your reroll charges in an aura, which is great for a, a combat-reliant army. And... 
it gets Savage is that pick a unit uh, to pick a unit for Savage Echoes, does it? Yeah, once per game. Yeah. Okay, once per game. Yeah, so you can get exploding fives on your um, Savage Echoes instead of sixes. Yeah, but it says in the book, and I don't know if this is a mistake, is Savage Echoes is unmodified rolls of six, whereas Savage Echoes explicitly says five plus. So obviously if you've got a plus one to hit, you'd be getting your Savage Echoes on a four plus. Decent. <laughs> Very decent, yeah. Yeah, like real nice, yeah. So that's a... Uh, um, and obviously if you're minus one to hit, then it's back on fives. But if you can get plus two to hit, it's only a net of plus one. So then, yeah, it'd be back on fours. Yeah, it'd be brutal. Um, so I think uh, nice. that Wolfenstone is a must. Now, it could be a mistake, but I would have thought if they wanted it to be just fives and sixes, it would have said unmodified, unmodified rolls of fives yeah. and sixes, not five pluses. Um, because they must have, you know, now by Games Workshop standard, they're so used to this new terminology of the unmodified. I feel like this is a intention to, again, combine this with their chapter tactic, um, which makes this incredibly strong, along with the fact that it's cool, it's once per game, and it's only on yeah. a unit. So it's Yeah, I not think it, whether it's it being once per game or one unit, I think that's fine, to be honest. Yeah. No, I would agree with you there. Um, so my two, well, I don't know about this, the fourth one. I've put it in there, but I like this third one. It's called Moraki's Teeth Bolts, and it's a bolt shot. Um, and basically, if you hit the unit, you reroll ones to wound against that unit, which means, because um, when we start to go over some of the choices in terms of characters, I feel like the battle leader or the lieutenant isn't probably going to make the cut. Um, because I think there's so many other, you know, HQ options that you want to take. So having just this ability means that you can put this on a, a, you know, a bolt gun, a storm bolter, on, you know, your librarian or whatever you're taking. Um, and yeah, you just shoot the unit and now whatever targets that unit you're re-rolling ones to wound against. Great. Yeah, it's, that's a great relic. As you say, it's a competitive choice for HQ slot. So if you can take a relic to replace the lieutenant, perfect. Yeah. Um, now the next one is the, I've put this in there, it's not incredible but I do like it because um, I think this is going to stack well with one of the sagas, um, so you basically are, it's only on the bearer, you're minus one to hit and also minus one to wound, um, which I'm going to come over or go on to later why that could be useful with a very particular saga, uh, which is again linked to those warlord traits. Um, so anyway, talking about Warlord traits, uh, what's, again, we've picked out a few here. Give us one that you really like, Jack. So uh, the first one's the Hunter, which is a pl plus one advance and charge and fallback and charge for the bearer. Nice. Um, to complete the saga, you have to make a successful charge, which is nice and easy. And yeah. then the, the deed it gives off is a fallback and charge aura. So that is, it's a great ability on the aura. And it's very easy to unlock. So that's very nice. Yeah, for me, this is your top one I think you have to take because of the ease in the sorry, the ease in doing it and also unlocking fullback in charge with an army that can heroically intervene, um, you know, advance in charge. There's not many more powerful combinations that you can get 
but you put fullback in charge in it and all of a sudden the space walls are really going to come to life. So um, I think this is probably one of the biggest and most impactful auras, again, because it really works around that sort of um, counter charge board control play style of the space wolves, probably more so than others, um, which I really like. So the next one, in, I'm going to talk about this one, it's called Resolve of the Bear, and uh, this gives you a 5 plus fill no pain save for the bearer, and you cannot reroll wounds or damage rolls against the bearer, which is again why I put that relic in. So now you could have this really tanky model with the relic, he's minus one to hit, minus one to wound, you can't reroll wounds against him, and you can't reroll damage rolls against him. Now, if he takes a wound, he then unlocks, or you know, one or more wounds, he then unlocks the saga, which is a six plus fill no pain aura, which again is amazing. So I'm thinking what you could do if you're a sneaky little Space Wolf player is go, oh, I've just left this one outside of three inches, you know, but you know you've got so many stacks on there in a certain place, you're just baiting out your opponent to maybe shoot that one unit of eliminators at him or, um, you know, shoot that one unit that can get line of sight to him but probably won't kill him because you've got all the buffs and stuff. Um, or, you know, on a librarian and you perils and Peril, you take a yep. wound. There we go. Brilliant. Yeah. I think that's nice. I think that's really nice so yeah i love that one again it's easy to do and um well but then also it's quite easy to deny your opponent could just never target this yes thing. yeah and i think if you if you know about this as a again you if you're playing against the space wolves and they go yeah i've got this um you know res resolve with the bear you're like right i'm not shooting that guy no you, you shoot to kill if you if you know you haven't got a redundancy to get rid of in one go, you don't even bother because you do not want to activate that six of feel no pain aura. Yeah, absolutely. So I think yeah, potentially on a librarian could be a good way forward with that and just not a hope for a perils. Um, and then you've got um, two other uh, warlord traits that we quite liked because obviously the nature of this list. What's the first one? It's rights of war, which provides uh, objective secured. Yeah. So, so now this kind of stacks really well with that board control element, mm -hmm. um, being able to heroically intervene, you know, having Thunderwolf cavalry that are objective secured because they've got that core keyword is brilliant, isn't it? Friendly Dreadnoughts as well can access this. So you could go no. Dreadnought or Wolfguard heavy, Terminators all obsec um, that are all heroically intervening. Yeah, fallback and in charge and maybe brilliant. Um, next one. Uh, Psychic Mastery, which gives a plus one to cast on their librarian. Yeah, so this is for your chief librarians if you upgrade any. Um, and you might be thinking, well, you know, what's the sort of point in that? But I think you have to be taking a librarian if you're taking a Space Wolf, um, Space Wolf Army. Yeah, there's a good thing from, you know, we covered the Death Watch last week. Um, again, the Psychic Powers in the Death Watch almost leans towards a librarian becoming an auto-take. And I think looking at the three powers that we're going to talk about in a minute, it, it feels the same again in, the, in this book. Yeah, no, I would completely agree with that. Yep. So, Jack, talk us through some of the psychic powers. So there's three that jumped off the page to both of us when we were looking at it. So the first one was Murderous Hurricane which provide yeah, you select a unit and it can't fire Overwatch and it fights last. 18-inch uh, range on uh, cast on a 6, so easy to cast. Um, good enough range that you will be up the board anyway because you're looking to charge that unit. 
Um, so that so that power alone allows you to charge up to two units safely without being interrupted on. Yeah, and also uh, I think the Overwatch works only if they're not in in some sort of cover. But um, I mean, I think again, you're going to know which unit to put that on and which yeah. not to. And the other reason why I like the um, the plus one the cast on the librarian because again, it makes all of these powers are cast value six, so it becomes a five, super easy to cast, harder to deny as well. Um, also, psychic mastery with that plus one to cast can help doing psychic actions. And when you've got a, an army that's you know really relying on board control, maybe you're bullying the middle of the table, and you want to do some psychic actions, um, then brilliant. Um, but I think again, like you're probably not going to want to do a psychic action because these powers are just so good. So what's the next one? So the next one is Instinct Awoken, which uh, you target a friendly unit and you make the Assault Doctrine active. Uh, so again, casting value is 6, 18-inch range. And this is one of, I think, I've counted three ways to activate Assault Doctrine on three different units, which is great because, uh, you know, in, previously you'd have to wait till turn three to get your really powerful punch, but now you've got the ability to... Um, put a number of units in the Assault Doctrine from turn one so you can take hold of an opportunity early game. And it does say as well, if you are in Assault Doctrine, that I, I think in a modified roll of a six to wound increases the AP by another one as well. And it does yeah. say they stack, they which stack. is cool. Yeah. Um, okay, nice. And then the finally the third one, which yeah, we thought was great. Yeah, I think probably the best till last, I think. It's uh, Stormcaller, which provides an aura of light cover within six of the bearer. Um, which when you're a space marine, you go from a free up to a two up save. You imagine you've put that next to a block of terminators or storm shields, all of a sudden you're on a naught plus save. Um, a great power, that one. Yeah, and the other great reason why I think you want to be taking our librarian um, is because when you cast a psychic power, they have a really good stratagem called Cloaked by the Storm. And I think it used to be three CPs. It's now two. Yeah. Um, it's used this in your psychic phase after resolving the effects of a psychic power with the Tempestus Discipline. So again, you have to take the Space Wolf Discipline manifested by a Space Wolf Psyker model from your army until the next, sorry, until the start of your next psychic phase, each time a ranged attack is made by... Um, sorry, against a friendly Space Wolf unit within six of that Psyker, subtract one from the hit roll. So for basically this one power giving you the light cover, and then um, you need to be able to, you know, obviously get this Psychic power from the Tempesta Discipline, which it is, you can then become minus one to hit. So you've got plus one save and also the light cover. So it's kind of like your dense and light all in one, which is incredible for two CPs a turn while you're moving this massive block of heroically intervening, yeah. full back in charging and, um, and monster units. And you probably only need to spend the two CP turn one, maybe turn two to yes. get you from the deployment zone to midfield. And then the next turn you should be midfield to enemy's deployment zone. So it's it's a such a good such a good combo that one. Yeah, so I really feel like you need to be taking a chief librarian in your army so you can unlock because a chief librarian knows three and can cast two. So I think that's you know really strong. Um, and the space wolves aren't really a turn one charge army, and really you kind of want to be waiting for turns three, four, and five to be making majority of your charges anyway, so you can get off the. Um, 
you know, the Savage Echoes and the Assault Doctrine, but it's nice now that there are these extra ways to bring in the Assault Doctrine if you are making a turn two charge. Uh, but then the other one I want to talk about is Najal Stormcaller. So this is a, um, a, a character for the Space Wolves, um, and he is basically a chief librarian, and he already has inbuilt a plus one for his psychic tests, which is amazing. So he's kind of already got that Warlord trait built in, but without having to take a Warlord. Um, he's got Terminator armor, he knows two, sorry, he can attempt to cast two, um, and he can also deny two, and he knows three powers. So I think nice. um, Najal is a really good one, and I think his Warlord trait is actually the one which is, if he takes a wound, he can, you know, do that. Um, ah, okay, yeah. That feel no the feel no pain, yeah. And even if you don't make him your warlord, there is a really nice stratagem in the book which they've added, which I actually read it wrong the first time I did read it. And um, how it actually works is if a character on the table does something that is worthy of a saga, so this guy doesn't even need to be a warlord, um, this Najal, but if he does perils and take a wound, you can spend two CPs and all of a sudden in a uh, resolve with the bear because that's his um, you know, warlord trait. And would be nice. saga, yeah. So I think it's quite cool. Uh, so then you don't have to sort of, you know, pin a wall or trait on him necessarily. Yeah. Which I really really like that. That's cool. Uh, um, so obviously they get access to litanies. What litanies you picking if you're a space wolf player? It's it's got to be the plus one to wound and the plus two to charge. Yeah. As well as combined with the reroll to hits. Yeah. And you are you going to be taking a chief? Can you? I mean, actually, can you take a chief um, uh, master of sanctity? I think you can. I'm pretty sure you can, um, but I think it's probably worth it as well if you can. Um, that's one thing I'm just going to quickly check for everybody, because uh, one of the things on the Death Watch they cannot take is a um, chapter master, because obviously they get the Watch Master instead. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, there's, there's no restrictions here whatsoever for Space Wolves, so yeah, they can take a Master of Sanctity, yeah, get that additional one. Which is um, it's really good, because there's also a stratagem for plus one to wound as well, so you can give two units plus one to wound, so if you're looking at Blood Claws or Assault Intercessors, um, you can get the, you can get really effective with those cheap combat units, obviously coupled with all the chapter tactics, etc. On top of it, they can be really effective. Yeah, no, I yeah, agree there. You're kind of like a Space Wolf and a Blood Angel wrapped up into one, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Very, very nice. Yeah, um, so let's have a little look at some of the stratagems. Um, now, for me, again, I think I said there was something like 16 new stratagems or whatever. Um, I'm going to whiz through these super quick, but, um, you know, they are very strong. You've obviously got that. Yeah, there's a lot of like themes, isn't there, between all the books. So you get the one which is two CPs, and when it's your doctor in, any time you roll a modified roll of a six, it improves the AP by one, so that's great. Um, you've got Cunning of the Wolf. Uh, basically, you can put a unit in outflank. Again, this is infantry, so you can have those blood claws and outflank. Um, really, really like that. Um, another one, the Emperor's Executioners. Um, this is really good against Thousand Suns, reroll hits and wounds. Savage Strikes, uh, that's one CP. If you've got a five-man unit, you get plus one to the wound roll, as you said, or if it's more than five, it's two CPs. Healing Balms, uh, heal D3 if you've got a chaplain um, on a friendly unit, like how the Apothecary works. You've then got two CPs, Pack Hunters. This is quite a good one. Um, two CPs, this one. It's 
basically there's two aspects to this and uh, you get a an additional charge with the Thunderwolf Cavalry, additional dice, sorry, and you discard one of them. So again, it just helps you with making more reliable charges. Um, and also, um, each time you make a charge, or at the end of the turn, each time a friendly Space Wolf character makes an attack with Crushing Teeth and Claws, which is basically the, the extra additional attacks, um, you can re-roll the wound roll. So you can stack that with the plus one to wound as well. And when you're getting like three additional attacks um, at strength five, minus one, one damage, and you're in the Assault Doctrine, it's going to become minus two and things. You know, it's going to be some a nice element there. Um, two CPs is quite expensive, but I'm sure that time when you really need to clear off a load of chaff with all those extra attacks, it could be quite good. Um, you've then got the um, one CP, you can consolidate an extra three inches, really, really clutch uh, for, you know, tagging, wrapping, anything like that, where you really want to make sure you're, um, you know, sealing units so they can't either fall back or that you're forcing them to spend two CPs for desperate breakout or you want to stop a tank from shooting or something. Two CPs, Cloaked by the Storm, that's the one we mentioned earlier, so you can become minus one to hit. The Deed of Worthy of a Saga, again, I've already spoke about that one. Um, you've got then the other classics, which is like, if you're a successor, you can draw from the Space Wolf relics. If you are a, if you already have a Warlord, you can spend another CP and give them an additional trait, providing that they're not a, a named character. Um, and then you've also got the other one, which means you can give a Sergeant a digital weapon or a Frost weapon or whatever. And then the last four, um, you've got beast, bestial nature. Um, you can essentially put a unit in the assault doctor in for a turn, and that is start that for, you have to declare that in your command phase. For one CP. Yeah. Cracking, great strat. <laughs> you've got counter charge, which is one CP. You can heroically intervene six inches, but if it's a character, you can do it for free. Real nice. Again, really good. Yeah, really good. Yep, um, and keen senses you can ignore um, in your shooting phase, select one, you know, infantry, bike or cavalry, you can ignore any modifiers or ballistic skill modifiers. Again, we see that ballistic skill and weapon skill modifiers creep back in there, so we might see some changes uh, from shenanigans on other armies later on. Um, and then also you've got the 1CP, you can basically turn one of your Space Wolf units into a Psyker so it can deny a power uh, within 12. So um, I think there's some really strong stratagems there. Any standouts for you, I've just mentioned, Jack, which you're going to be leaning into? Well, I think it's the um, the plus one to wound and getting the, activating the Assault Doctrine combined with Chaplain Litanies to get plus one to wound and Psychic Powers to put another unit to Assault Doctrine. And then you've got the Space Marine strat for one unit to have all Doctrines active, for example, as well. And then you've, so, got, your, you've got your Stone as well, your old... Um, yes, yeah. So that's like four units you could put into Savage Echoes. Yeah, so if you, if you need to have a big turn on turn two, because the opportunity's there, you've got the ability to do it. Yeah, yeah, and that's really going to come out of, you know, your opponent's not going to be expecting that, is he? So, um, yes, I, I mean, I love that kind of... I actually really like the epic deeds, the epic deed stratagems where you can, you know, be minus one to hit on those terminators, and you know you can use those characters to unlock certain, um, you know, other deeds as well for that six plus feel no pain. I think is really strong. Um, heroic intervention six inches. I've, I've oh, used that yeah. multiple times with Blood Angels, as you well know, and yes. uh, that can be punishing, can't it? Yeah, heroic intervention is such a great ability, and. Um... 
for holding objectives and having the ability to do it six inches means you can just own objectives so people can't go in near them. Yeah. So is there anything, Jack, that you think maybe would be a good counter to the Space Wolves? Um, I think like Blood Angels and other, you know, Blood Angels probably fight better than Space Wolves or on a par. So if if they if you pitch your your fights and engagements correctly, you could kind of outdo them at their own game. Yeah, uh, that's that's an option. But um, guns, guns, and lots more guns um, is also a good way of uh, getting through them. So you know, plasma receptors, for example, or um, anything that's got two damage um, guns that could deal deal with um, space marine and power armor because they don't have access to the apothecary, so they're not they haven't got as much defensive resilience. A for the field pain and B for models getting back up, so you can chip away at them a bit easier. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And also, if you've got any way to get rid of invulnerable saves, this army is yeah. gonna crumble like a jinx, a null zone, a death hex. I think these powers, if they're not in your list, then you can have access to them. Dark Angels have a relic, right? That can do something For, similar. Yeah, it's, it's, it's minus one to invent, so similar to Jinx, yeah. I think these are, you know, big old powers you need to have in your army. Um, you need to be aware of all the ways to fight last. That So this is me as a Blood Angel player. Yes, I can probably outfight them. I couldn't do it against the Wolfen before because they would kill me when I killed them. Couldn't yeah, do that, yeah. but Wolfen won't be as prevalent. Now, if they're making me fight last, that's going to be a big issue. So I'm going to have to make sure I'm working around all those. And I think the five different ways that you need to watch out for that the Space Wolves can make you fight last is number one is the stone. Yeah. Is it the yeah. stone? Sorry. Um, sorry, the, the armor the, of Russ. Yeah, the, the armor, armor of Russ. The armor of Russ. You've then also got the um, psychic power. Yeah. Murderous Hurricane. You've got the whirlwind stratagem yep suppression fire you got a judaser yep they're on four and then you've got the collector's assassin so yeah uh, that, that'll get us up to a nice five that seems uh pretty reasonable <laughs> your whole army uh, could fight last yeah just suck on that mate yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh that does make a um like a Rhino Rush Thunder Ca- or with Thunderwolf Cavalry list kind of appealing. You could just charge up the board, make everyone fight last, and then uh, put Assault Doctor on everyone and uh, get the game wrapped up nice and early, eh? Yeah, no, that's it. And I think, <laughs> you know, you might... it does make your army completely unchargeable. You are, you are going to suffer some problems, like can your characters keep up? Um, you know, if yeah. they fail a charge, then you're not going to get that in engagement and, range. So there are some you... issues to it. Uh, and you're investing a lot of points. Yeah, you'd never take the five because you'd run out of units to do the damage because you've you've lent too much into this trick to make everyone fight last. But then you haven't. All of a sudden, you don't have the units to make use of it. So um, it's all about getting the right balance. And um, you know, you certainly want at least one, but possibly two of these abilities in your in your locker. Yeah. No, absolutely. And what um what sort of HQ units are you looking at to take if you had to pick? Who's your top three HQs? So it would be the, the Wolf Priest, so the Chaplain. Yeah. You go straight in, the Librarian. On a bike? Uh, yeah, because I love him on a bike. And he can um, keep up with the Thunderwolf cab then as well. Yeah, uh, and I might even treat him to the pelt of the, the, pelt of the Bear Wolf to make him minus one to hit and wound. Why not? He's a bit of a tank then. Um, so the Chaplain on the bike, 
a librarian um, either in a rhino or with a jump pack if I was running a blood clause or something like that. Um, and I, it's a style choice, but a wolf lord on a thunder wolf, um, I really like that as a as a combo. Uh, it's, it's probably better with a jump pack, but I really like him on the wolf. Well, you unlock the advance in charge, and then you can put the hunter on him so you can fall back in charge as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a strong... Um, no, I mean, I'm taking exactly the same. Libby, uh, Chaplin, and Lord um, definitely taking that relic on one of them to re-roll the wound rolls. Probably yes, putting that yeah. on the Libby so he can just get a good shot off. Um, you know, and keeping the other... Because you don't really want him in combat, the librarian, so you can keep him at the back doing some shooting, acting like a lieutenant, but he has to be able to keep up with the rest of them whilst you've got on, you know, armour of Russ onto your... Um, you know, Wolf Lord or your chaplain, maybe. Um, so there's loads of cool. Because um, actually, a Wolf Lord with the armor of Russ is then on a one plus save. Because you'd be you get have your two up plus your storm shield. So then you're on a one plus. Yeah, save. nice. Yeah, and that's then, good. Then, then with your light cover, zero plus save. So I think that could be cool. Um, and like you said, a chaplain that's minus one to wound. Um, and also, uh, if you put that thing on him, so your minus one to hit, minus one to wound, and also he's got the six plus feel no pain and you can't re-roll wound and damage rolls against him. You could maybe just charge him in first and if your opponent goes, cool, I'm going to overwatch, you're like, yeah, cool. Great, yeah. Give me take, a... Take a, try and take a wound. Yeah. <laughs> oh, everyone's got a six plus feel no pain now. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you, yeah. Um, or you give him the hunter ability so he can, because he can then, um, he gets plus one to that advance in charge. Because he's got such a big movement on that bike, maybe you can yeah. get him in. So, um, hey, it, it's, you've got already we've choices. Covered, yeah, you've got choices. You've got options. Um, I'm really excited to see what Space Wolves can do on the table. Um, you could build this in so many different ways. Um, you know, whether you're going Rhino Rush with Blood Claws. You know, you could go real uh, Dreadnought heavy. All of these are viable. And as I said, over on the Academy, we're going to be covering what secondaries you can take. Uh, what you should take and then with what types of army lists um, you know the you can actually see the army in action I'm going to do a full review of the actual army on the tabletop and then some top character combinations what units you need to be including we're also going to go into the best units in the Space Wolf Codex for example the best HQ the best troops the best elite the best heavy support so you can make sure you're bringing the most effective and efficient units and then we do a every single week we do a deep dive into a power combination and there'll be certainly one there for the Space Wolves um, along with a cheat sheet for the, anyone going up against Space Wolves so they know the right questions to ask. And then also, obviously, we give you bespoke feedback on your list and, out and what secondaries you're taking. And we're doing a seven-day trial at the moment for $2.99, and you can get access to that through the website. But, um, Jack, one last question for you, mate. Let's do it. Are you going to be going Blood Claws, or are you going for something else? Blood Claws. Yep, I knew Order. it. Rhinos, Rhino Rush, Blood Claws. That's your list, is it? <laughs> yeah, um, with Thunderwolf Cavalry. With, just with it all, yeah? Yeah, just gonna just turn one, advance everything up the board, um, get librarians, cast off the defensive abilities, turn two, charge. Nice. Nice, I like That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm, pro I'm probably going for um, Bjorn, Murderfang, three um, Redemptor Dreadnoughts, and then three Leviathans. That's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 
But no, in, in all seriousness, um, if you want to write a list, Jack, and send it over to me, I'll put that on the blog, and obviously I will be as well. Uh, but I'm very excited to see what the Space Wolves can do. And guys, thanks so much for listening. Um, hopefully this has given you a really good um, insight into the Space Wolves, maybe got you excited about potentially you know, starting a Space Wolf army. Um, and there's loads of great painting tutorials out there. Uh, good friends of ours, um, Cult of Paint and Seed Studios, all do some fantastic tutorials over on their YouTube channels and Patreons and stuff. So um, Andy Wardle, one of my friends from the Cult of Paint, has got an incredible colour scheme, I think, for the Space Wolf. So uh, I might try that one out. But anyway, um, once again, guys, thanks so much. Leave us a review if you do like the show, whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever it is. Um, if you're listening to us on YouTube, then please give us a like. Feel free to subscribe to the show as it really helps us out um, improve. And uh, yeah, consider joining the Academy if you want to take your game to that next level. So once again, thank you very much. And Jack, appreciate you being with us at all times. Right, cheers for having me again. Been a pleasure. And we'll see you guys next week on the Competitive 40K Podcast. Take care. This podcast is brought to you by the Vanguard Tactics Academy, the only online coaching course for Warhammer 40,000. At the VT Academy, not only do we help you win more games in the right spirit of the game, we'll build confidence and we'll help you get more value and enjoyment from your hobby and take you through step-by-step guides for everything from starting your first army to tournament play to advanced tactics. Sign up at VanguardTactics.com.